It's the Pinky the Pig Show. <laughs> okay, it's me. It's Pinky the Pig. It's time for the Pinky the Pig podcast show. Thank you for listening from around the universe and planet Earth. To Piggy the Pig, where you can listen, laugh, and learn with Oink and Moo. And I'm here with my fabulous, excellent friend, Mildred the Moo Cow. Hi, Pinky. How's Pinky today? I'm doing great, Mildred. How's Mildred today? I'm doing great. Thank you. What's new, Pinky? Well, Penelope and I last night were looking at pictures of, of Stonehenge. You know, the big rocks in England. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Oh, there's no D? No, there's no D in Stonehenge. But there's a G. Yeah. H-E-N-G-E. Henge. See, I thought it had a D in there. No, but it does have a G. Stonehenge. Got it. Yeah, those pictures are amazing. There are some big rocks that have been a really long time. They have their prehistoric. They, they go back... 5,000 years ago when they first started toying with the erection. Yeah, but these are really big toys. Yeah, they weigh like 25 tons each. Yeah. That's amazing. They could move them back then. You know, the wheel wasn't even invented then. I know. like, Like I say, it goes back to 2500 BC where the first circle was created and this is the time in history. I mean, this is like perhaps the world's most famous historic, prehistoric monument we're talking about. Yeah. It was like between the Neolithic period and the Bronze Age. Yeah, I don't really know what that is. Well, there are just some time zones that have been put into history. Yeah. And they look really big and tall. Well, they're actually only 13 feet high and like 7 feet wide. Yeah, they look bigger in the pictures. Right. Well, that those are the larger stones, and they're called the sarsen stones. Yeah, the sarsen stones. Right. And then the smaller stones that are put in between, they're called the blue stones. Are they blue? Well, kind of. Like when they get wet, they, they look a little bit blue. How much do they weigh? Uh, they weigh between two and five tons. Still, it's amazing they can move that stuff. Well, that's the interesting thing. The larger sarsens, those stones they got locally, and then the big planks on top, like the horizontal slabs on top, they were able to find those nearby. Yeah, they look like big tabletops. Correct. But then there's the other, the smaller blue stones, they... They brought those from um, Wales, which is like 200 miles away. How did they do that way back then? And they didn't even have a wheel? Well, there's a lot of theories. They, one is that they built these wicker cages out of like willow and, you know, alder saplings. Yeah, those are trees. And then you cut the young, oh, and then you twine them together and make a cage. Correct, and then you put the big stone in there. Well, like I said, there's a lot of theories that they they would put 
big trunks and they would roll them over with the cage and also some stones, stone balls that they would find and then wooden planks and use the material they had around them at the time. Yeah, and they probably had the animals help pull the the baskets. All right, they used the baskets that way. And it's also a theory that they would put these big wicker cages in the water and transport it that way. They could guide it. So there a lot of innovation back then with the prehistoric man. I'll say. Right, and it's, it's believed that it, it is the Celtic high priests who erected the monument. Hmm. And Pinky, there are a lot of other monuments nearby, prehistoric monuments of other rock formations and pits that are left in the earth. Like big holes? Yeah, well, close by there's this place that they believe it it comes from the Mesolithic period, which is like 8500 BC, way back. And there are these five big pits that, and they, they believe that these, you know, they appear to, they used to have like totem pole posts in them at, at one time. Wow. Yeah, we did a whole podcast about totem poles. We did. And we invite our listeners to go back to previous episodes. Yeah, just scroll down, look at the title you like, listen. Right. So, And, and then also uh, nearby, there's this place called Aubrey Holes. And there's 56 pits. And, I mean, there's a lot of debate about what actually stood there, you know, years ago. They, No one really knows for sure. But they have found antler, antlers. Like from the deer? Yeah, and that's what they would use for digging. And they found these antlers that go back to 1600 BC, and that's what they used for tools for the digging around the stone settings. That's neat. Right, and, 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 you know, the construction, the layout, there's like, there's a circular stone uh, erection. Yeah. But then in the center, there's something that's shaped like a horseshoe formation. (coughs) Oh, you like that? Yeah, I like the horseshoe. But this is interesting because over time, you know, like we say, it kept changing over 1,500 years. And at one point, they decided to rearrange the horseshoe and make it a circle in a circle. And then they, they went back to the original formation and put it back to a horseshoe inside of the circle. How about that? But most certainly, I mean, when it was erected 2500 BC, I mean, all of the stones, the sarsen stones, they were carefully placed in the, the exact place to align with the sun, the movements of the earth around the sun. And then that's how they could see how the year was moving because the the sun would set at a different place around that circle every day. Yeah, like a like a clock. Exactly. And you know, Mildred, there's another theory that the aliens helped put those rocks up there like that. Well, you know, that's the beauty. You can believe what you want. Yeah, it's just a theory. We really don't know. It's interesting to think about though. <laughs> Absolutely. 
And you know, Mildred, you can go there as a tourist, but you are not allowed to touch anything. You cannot lean up on them. You cannot kiss them. You cannot mess with the soil down there. I don't think you can get all that close. Right. There's different tours, but you're right. I mean, we want to really respect the monument. It's a, it's a monument. It's a, they're, they're basically statues of rock. I know. It's cool. Yeah, Pinky, I like it. And, and you know, there's a, another theory that, um, okay, the people that lived in ancient Britain, they were called the Druids. They also lived in France. Okay. They're, they're philosophers and teachers and judges and such. Yeah, the Druids. Right. And so here, I found a quote here from Dave Barry. He says, Some archaeologists believe that Stonehenge, the mysterious arrangement of enormous elongated stones in England, is actually a crude effort by the Druids to build a computing device. Well, a clock is kind of like a computer, but that's pretty out there. Well, I'm I'm just telling you the quote I have here. You never know. Right. All right, Pinky, we have time for one more quote. This comes from Norman Foster. Yeah, I've heard of him. He says, Since Stonehenge, architects have always been at the cutting edge of technology, and you cannot separate technology from the humanistic and spiritual content of a building. Oh, I see. Those builders, those architects started way back when, didn't they? Yes, they did. All right, Mildred. Well, that was very fun learning about Stonehenge, and it's always fun learning. Yes, it is, Pinky. Okay, talk to you tomorrow. I love you. I love you.